Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal. And Bill, it is bloody out there. The violence, the fighting, the battling. And I'm just talking about Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Uh, well, it's, it's uh, you got to say that it's kind of fun to watch, isn't it? I mean, the Hillary Clinton, what she did in her interview with Jeffrey Goldberg, uh, throwing President Obama and his foreign policy under the bus as much as she could, given that she had been part of that administration for four years, was pretty astounding. I think maybe pretty shrewd. Shows what a ruthless uh, political operative she is. No, no sentiment there. No gratitude to the president for making her secretary of state, uh, having her at his side for four years. It was a pretty thorough. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disparagement or? I was going to say uh, beat down, but uh, I'm beat you know, down. Dissing. Is really, are we allowed to use that word? Dissing of, <laughs> of President Obama's foreign policy. It seems to me. Uh, and. It's, it, it would appear that she believes that she can go out and stake out a position that, as you demonstrated in the Weekly Standard uh, website this week, you were able to post her opinions as a guest editorial at the Weekly Standard. That would, dis- that would be a p- concern if you were thinking you're going to be facing a primary challenger on your uh, anti-war left headed into 2016 as a Democrat. Yeah, I mean, we, of course, didn't quote everything, and there are times when she made clear that she doesn't agree with the dreaded neocons, and Bush was awful, and so forth, but it was pretty striking how far she went. Uh, I mean, I do think, I don't, I think Brett Stevens had a good piece in the journal today, there's no reason to trust that she would uh, do that, would do this when in office. There's not much evidence that she fought very hard for any of the things she now says she believes when she was Secretary of State, and so I'm, I'm in no way going soft on Hillary Clinton, but I think what it does show is that she really has decided that President Obama's foreign policy failures will be a huge liability for the Democratic nominee in 2016. And I think there's a lot of historical evidence to show that nominees of a party that has had the White House for eight years tend to get hurt if the person who's leaving office is very unpopular. You know, 2008 with Bush, but you can go way back to 1952 with Truman being unpopular and, and, and Stevenson getting clobbered, or 68 with Humphrey running as the, with the Vietnam War as, as Johnson's legacy. It's just tough being, um, you know, you tend to get dragged down by your predecessor. And so Hillary, I think, is moving early and pretty firmly to try in a disingenuous way and maybe in a superficial way, but in a way that a lot of people, I think, will hear. You know, she's good at getting the message out, and certainly the apparatus is good at getting the message out that I'm not Obama. That really, and it tells me how much she and her team and the Democratic establishment have lost faith that Obama's foreign policy is going to work out in any acceptable way. Uh, and I wonder how uh, significant is that it's foreign policy. I mean, you could argue that as former Secretary of State, this is the dangerous area for her to go because, as you pointed out, for the first four years, it was her foreign policy, you know, impl- implementing pr- President Bush's plans, I'm um, excuse me, President Obama's plans. Uh, so it would be a lot easier to go after him on, say, domestic stuff where she has zero fingerprints. So I go back to your premise that she must think that the Obama policy is going to be politically bad today and worse tomorrow. I think so. I think it also, as you suggested, means she's not terribly concerned about a left-wing challenge in the Democratic primary. And I think it it, it, it accentuates a point that Jay Cost made in in a very good article in the current Weekly Standard uh, on Hillary, that she really, uh, let me put it this way, normally, as I said before, if, if you're the inheritor or the successor to an unpopular president after eight years, it really drags you down. Uh, conversely, if, you're, if, if the guy before you is popular, Reagan in 88, it lifts you up. Bush, Bush was benefited hugely, George H.W. Bush, by Reagan's popularity in 88. 
Um, Hillary may have enough of her own brand. She's so famous. She ran for president. Uh, she was the first lady for eight years, secretary of state, that she may think she can, maybe she really can, sort of escape the Obama downdraft. And doing this, I think, accentuates that. You know, I'm Hillary Clinton. I'm not Barack Obama's secretary of state. And it's Hillary we've got to judge here. As I say, it's disingenuous, it's superficial, there are all kinds of reasons not to believe what she now says, and even what she now says is only, you know, halfway correct. Um, still, it is, it is striking to me that she, she, she's accentuating her own brand, cutting herself loose, loose, loose from Obama. She seems not to have much fear of the Obama team, team's retribu- retribution. There were some shots at her today, I think, by Obamaites. I guess she probably would have expected that, but she seems pretty confident that she can withstand that and withstand any criticism from the left. Uh, so you're a Republican in a purple state, a purple congressional district, and you've been trying to convince people. I know you often vote for the Democratic mm-hmm. candidate for president, maybe you voted for Obama twice, but I want you to come vote for me. Didn't Hillary Clinton just help out every Republican in those blue states or purple congressional districts by saying, hey, it's not it's not a Republican issue. Moderate Democrats are saying Barack Obama has gone off the rails and it's time to make a change. Yeah, I mean, of course, Hillary's careful not to ever quite say it in, in, in those words, so there's not that she doesn't, you can't quite quote her saying that, but certainly if you're a Republican and they're attacking you as an extremist and a, you know, unreliable person to have in the Senate or the House, you just say, hey, look, you know what, I just read an interview with someone and, and she said a lot of the things I've been saying out here on the campaign trail every day, and then read a Hillary Clinton sentence or two on Iran, on Syria, on ISIS and Iraq, on Israel, and say, that's what I've been saying. Now, look, Hillary's bad in all kinds of other ways, but I'm, no, you know, I'm, I'm in the mainstream here. It's, it's the senator so-and-so or congressman so-and-so who's not. So I agree. We'll help Republicans short-term. Um, on the other hand, I do think it makes trickier the task of running against Hillary in 2016 may have hurt her a little in the primary, but it is striking. It is again, I've said this a couple of times, it is striking uh, how much she seems to be focused on the general election already. It really does confirm, incidentally, that she's running for president. I mean, the notion that you go to all this trouble, give this interview, and then you're just going to kind of say, well, you know what, I'm not going to bother running. I, I don't think that's very credible at this point. Uh, so the, the, the opportunity, though, would be to wait until after the midterms and then kind of open things up and so you can be nice to your friends in the Democratic Party. I wonder if it is the case that she sees the wheels coming off now. In other words, obviously she has a political motive, but if it's also the case that the policy is failing and it's failing so quickly that she's got to speak now to get in front of what she thinks is going to be in a, you know, a short-term fiasco for this White House. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. And I think there are two ways, if you think about it, then, so what happened so recently that would change things? A lot of us have been saying these things for years, and, and some of these crises and disasters have been unfolding for quite a long time, as in Syria. But I think the two obvious things would be Israel. Obviously, pro-Israel uh, donors and activists are very important in the Democratic Party and, and in the Republican Party, but certainly for the Democratic presidential nomination. And they were, if you're pro-Israel, you were not happy with, Barack Obama in the last month or six weeks, but particularly unhappy with John Kerry, who happens to be Hillary Clinton's successor. It's kind of nice to draw that contrast and really get in donors and activists' minds and voters' minds the notion that, you know, Hillary Clinton is no John Kerry when it comes to Israel. And secondly, I do think the ISIS 
uh, takeover of, of much of northern Iraq, and now the latest offensive against the Kurds, um, and, and the terrible, you know, uh, slaughter of Christians and Yazidis and, and others. I think that has really accentuated the sense of, oh my God, I mean, what is it's really falling apart out there. So I think those might have been the two things that made this a uh, the right time to do this. You're right, she, the obvious thing, and I'm sure there were people telling her, you know, wait till after November, you have plenty of time, it's going to become a big story. But I think she's, in general, my sense of her attitude has been, let's get a lot of stuff out now. I mean, I think, in a, you know, she had a crummy book tour, and I and others said, oh, it shows that she's got weaknesses, which I think is true as a candidate. But I also, you've got to sort of admire their discipline. They sort of wanted to get a, put her out there now, let her make some mistakes, it's inevitable, let her uh, uh, take some hits, uh, let Daniel Halper and others publish their books now and get all that stuff out there and sort of try to clear the decks in a, in a way for when she really runs in 2015. I'm not sure it's that, it's that bad a strategy from their point of view. Uh, does uh, the Ukraine mess, which is trickier for Hillary because she obviously took the big misspelled reset button to Russia, but Ukraine is getting ugly. What, will this help her deflect if, say, Russian troops that you can count end up inside Ukraine to rescue the ones they already sent? that it kind of puts all of those foreign policy messes into one big political tub. And even though the Russian mess is, you know, has more of her fingerprints than Syria does, people won't really discern between the two. I think that's kind of what they're counting on, and I think that's what they generally count on, the Clintons. And they've done it pretty well over the years. It's very cynical. They'll, and this is true of Bill Clinton, you, you, you take totally orthodox liberal positions, you suck up to all the liberal interest groups in the party, and you find one issue to kind of go center on and, and, and criticize the liberals. And then you spin the press for a while, and suddenly it's, you know, what a centrist. I mean, he's really taking on the liberals across the board. And then people like us would say, well, no, actually, on seven out of eight issues, he's just going parroting the normal liberal line. It's one thing he happens to have some difference on. But, you know, you can get out there the notion that you've courageously taken on the liberal establishment in your own party. Or in this case, you can get out there the notion that, boy, she's pretty different from Obama. And then you somehow submerge the evidence that in some of this, as you say, some of these instances like Russia, she was not just sort of on board. She was steering the ship. Now, there'll be plenty of time to make that point over the next two years. For Republicans and unfriendly Democrats can make that point, and, and maybe she won't get away with all this. I don't mean to be too fatalistic about it, but it's just an interesting chess move. You know, the, the thing about having the Clintons around is they, uh, they, they don't sit around just watching the chessboard and, or watching things develop. They, they like to, to play the game, and, and they, uh, you know, it's a good reminder to Republicans that they do play the game and that they're not sort of, uh, Republicans often sit back and kind of wait for things to happen and assume that waves are coming in. You and I have discussed this in the past. Electoral waves are coming in or uh, historical rules are inevitably going to hold and Obama's unpopular, so the, the next uh, candidate will lose. And, and uh, I, I got to say to the Clinton's credit, they sort of look at the situation and figure out, well, how can I intervene in it, at least tactically, at least rhetorically? And that's what Hillary's done here. Uh, the last question is, how does President Obama respond? Does he respond to the Clintons with the same steely-eyed, tough-mindedness <laughs> that he's done with, say, Assad or Hamas or Putin or ISIS? In other words, if you're Hillary Clinton, are you thinking the worst that's going to happen is you're going to get a couple of uh, nasty hashtags? Well, I don't know if President Obama knows about this yet because he hasn't, you know, maybe it hasn't gotten to the golf course yet. Ah, the, good the, point. the word of the interview. Uh, David Axelrod is one of his, 
well, really his top guy, I guess you'd say, not in government anymore, obviously, but ran both campaigns and was in the White House in the first term, had a pretty testy response on Twitter this morning, something about, you know, well, at least, uh, you know, uh, President Obama didn't get us in. Uh, I guess it was Clinton's criticism yeah, of Obama. She, she uh, made the, the comment about not doing, don't do stupid stuff isn't a foreign policy, isn't what a great right. nation's organizing purpose is. And he turned around and said, but everyone knows don't mean, don't do stupid stuff. I mean, don't invade Iraq. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is stupid. And at least Obama was right about that. And Hillary um, voted so that's a, for the Yeah, Iraq that's a pretty thing. tough, I mean, that is kind of the core, you know, democratic uh, criticism of Hillary. And and Axelrod didn't hesitate to play that card. So, and Axelrod's awfully close to Obama. So, I agree to have that level of um, hitback suggests that what Hillary did, uh, they felt was damaging to them. I do think that if you are sitting in the Obama White House or you're an outside Obama political counselor, and and you see this interview, this is not a trivial thing to have. Uh, not just the former Secretary of State, your former Secretary of State, but, but the prohibitive favorite for the next for the Democratic nomination. Two years ahead of time, everyone expects when you get to 2016, just as with Bush in 88 with Reagan, you'll get a little distancing. The guy has to make his own name. Gore did it with Clinton. But to do it this early, it really opens up. Uh, it, it's trouble for Obama. I think, it, I think they see it that way, and I think it is. So we could actually see a 2016 where all the candidates are running against Obama. Yeah, well, that's a good point. That's a good way of pointing it. Well, well, the question is, but the real real question is, will someone jump in uh, now on the left? If I were thinking of running as a lefty Democrat, populist, dovish Democrat, this would be the moment. I mean, people are unhappy. This stuff is zipping around the Internet. The left is is saying this is the Hillary Clinton we never trusted, and now she's back again. Um, So this would not be a bad moment to, to start signaling your interest in taking her on. I personally think that uh, Rand Paul should announce he plans on making Hillary his uh, vice presidential choice, and then we could wrap she's this up. She's to the right of him. She's to the right of him on foreign <laughs> exactly. policy. Exactly. Problem. <laughs> shore up his his neocon base. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us here on the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.